0: you me to your Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, And what I like to do here on the pod is talk to fun and sexy people, bringing them into the studio to have fun conversations about sex and sexuality. Today, I'm super excited for this guest. This is someone I know. I've been creeping on Twitter for a little while. And uh, they're also here in the same city with me. So I'm super excited to get to know them. And, well, I mean... Without further ado, please welcome to the mic, Girlfriend Nautrix, Mystique.
1: Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Hi,
0: I'm so excited to talk to you today.
1: <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did I even say that right? Girlfriend natrix? For- you, you
1: certainly did. girlfriendatrix. I have an accent, so it'll be slightly different. But Girl- yes. <laughs> girlfriend
0: natrix. And, and I love that you, you're you throwing that term out there right away because that <laughs> begs the question, what the hell is a girlfriend So mm. let's start there. Tell me about about it what is
1: a girlfriend (laughs) matrix well a girlfriend matrix is basically someone giving the girlfriend experience with a domination tricks which will be like the dominatrix um, twist to it so I was thinking what term would have people thinking
0: yeah
1: you know uh, what you see might not quite be what you get (laughs)
0: Yeah, how can I confuse people? Just like right away, exactly. Like
1: <laughs> make you think, make you question things.
0: <laughs> right away, establishing a power dynamic of like, I know what I'm doing. Do you know what you you're doing? <laughs> So for people that, yeah. um, so like, what are the kinds of things you do then? Because I, I understand as a sex worker that like, this is kind of a crossover between two different worlds. You know what I mean? That you're like connecting and bringing into mm-hmm. one persona. Most people keep their, you know, maybe Dom Very stuff separate. Very yes. Very separate. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about how you even decided to do that, bringing those kind of two things together.
1: Well, It all started with Tinder. Oh, amazing!
0: Doesn't it? Doesn't doesn't it all?
1: So many stories start with Tinder nowadays. (laughs) Um, yeah, I had been like strictly, you know, a dominatrix for the past, I would say, almost ten years at the time, Mm -hmm. and um, of course, I was not in the relationship and I decided to go online to look stuff for some fun mm-hmm. and you know I'm like okay let me get a hookup I don't want a relationship I just want some good nasty sex and then call it quit <laughs> yep. yep is that too much for your podcast No, nope. no, nope. it's perfect okay. you're, you're you're hitting the tone exactly yeah it's like you know just some disrespectful sex <laughs> yeah Yep. yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I went on Tinder, saw this, you know, very handsome, very tall, and I had in my profile that I prefer men who, you know, are submissively inclined. And it was okay, good, good. He comes over. It was and it was it was an okay time. That's the best way I can put it. It was just like
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know, unfortunately.
1: Oh my really gosh. Know. Yo, visually he made so many promises that he did not deliver on. And it was like, oh, wow. Did I just fuck this man for free? Like, for free?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure a thought many of us have had. You know what I mean? Did I literally just do that for free right now? Like, yeah. So did you then... I I just imagine you're inspired by that moment to be like, I need to start charging.
1: I was. I was. I... (laughs) I immediately went online and I started looking at my pictures to see which one were too, you know, dominant, so to speak, more approachable to job an ad for, for full service. It's like, I have this thing. It's like, once I am in a sexual zone, so to speak, mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm there, I'm there all the way. And it's kind of like hard for men to actually keep up with. And, so it was like you know what this is this is the perfect career to step into and my approach to sex work has always been about being open Mm -hmm. so i decided to bridge you know the girlfriend experience with the dominatrix experience and created the girlfriend tricks, which is what i call the dgfe experience which is the dominant girlfriend experience and that's where you get mystique.
0: You get both.
1: <laughs> the full mystique, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> both sides, both sides of the, the same coin. Mm-hmm. Have Had you seen that somewhere? Had you seen someone else do that? Like DGFE. I'm like, oh my god, I've never seen anyone else use that term. It's brilliant. Do you make it up or what?
1: Girlfriend and tricks is a term I made up. DGFE is a term that Came up in conversation with a friend. Um, I had found out actually there are a few doms in the seed who do do full service, but because of the stigma associated with it, they completely they keep it completely separate. Yeah, to the point of separate websites or not advertising for it at all, and only word of mouth. So I was talking to this friend who actually had Bridget, and when I told her, hey, I, 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 I'm exploring this, and I'm loving it, and I'm open about it, and she was shocked, and that's when she kind of confessed to me that she tutors it, mm-hmm. and I'm, and we're chatting, and we're like, yeah, that's the DGFE experience, because we still, you know, <laughs> we still want it all way, as usual, because all sexuality is dominant. And, you know, yeah, but we still want the, the the full experience of the domination. So that's where it came to be.
0: Uh, that's amazing. And see, I imagine that's like so marketable because I think a lot of times when like uh, with my experience with pro-domination work a lot of people come into it not quite wanting this like full hardcore sadistic mm-hmm. severe stern dominatrix they want like kink light you know what I mean not that I'm putting that on you but that that's what I
1: mean, no, you're doing like, I know what you mean. Light. but yes, you know what I mean they're yes.
0: afraid they're intimidated by this full Definitely. dom persona right
1: yeah I think we're at the point Point where um domination has somewhat gone ma- mainstream mm-hmm. and we're getting this younger generation of um, people who are like under 30s who are interested in domination but they are afraid of the painful experience because mm-hmm. this era of domination is no longer about you know just a strict letter dumb with old school old guard um super strict protocols uh it's about exploration it's about your sexual exploration so for these guys definitely i hit that 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 sweet spot and he has taken me in a different um unexplored corner of my career and i'm loving it
0: I love that. Like, there's so much about this that I, I actually love and that I do integrate into, like, if I'm teaching classes about domination, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, st- just stuff like it doesn't have to look one way. It doesn't have to look the way that mm-hmm. is represented in media that most of us are exactly. familiar with. You can really do it your own way. And I fuck- I just fucking love that you, you clearly are. And <laughs> even though I'm not a full service dom, like, I do talk about, like, not being afraid as dominant, specifically as dominant women women to incorporate sex sexuality your sexual self
1: more into
0: scenes and follow those instincts and inclinations very much because Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people when they think of a dominatrix you know they think of a dominant woman as being like like untouchable like you know on a pedestal like they yeah that it somehow takes away from our dominance to be sexual like to receive penetration for example
1: definitely it it's it's weird that um they almost ask us to divorce our sexuality from our sexuality exactly. to to be seen as dominant. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's like I'm in this moment with you because this turns me on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I'm supposed to act like i'm you know I'm not interested in sex. it's just about. And I find it quite misogynistic, to be honest with you. And I've always had an issue with it. And I've always made it a point, even when I wasn't doing full service, to make sure full-service workers knew that I fully embrace them and value them. And I don't see my sex work as any different, as sex work is sex work.
0: Yeah. so. That's I love that you brought yeah. that up, too, because there is that hierarchy, you know, mm-hmm. where there are <laughs> some types of sex workers who maybe don't identify as sex workers that look down on full service sex workers.
1: Yes. That yes. is a
0: very real thing that happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, I call myself a sex worker. I'm also that person that's like, no, 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 we're all we're all the same. Like, we're all, you know. We're all stigmatized by everyone. You know, we're all, like, yeah. in the same boat here. So, like, why are we in fighting surrounding, you know, who's better? Like, no.
1: That, that's, no. that's where we're at. At the end of the day, we're all whores, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so succinctly put, I love it. We're all whores, baby.
1: <laughs> it's, you know, it's just, it's the the i remember i still like i i got into the scene when i was uh very very young like i was legal but very very young and i remember um i started at the dungeon that didn't last very long i went under the within i think a month or two of, of studying there and um I remember being in session and, and this guy, he leaned over and he sucked on her, on her boob. Cause at the beginning you were doing, I had to have another more experienced dom in the room with me. And it was so shocking to me because it went against everything that they actually told you in the pep talk they give you in the speech they give you about, you know, how you're supposed to be old school and all and that, but in the session, they go against what they were telling me and basically mm-hmm. let the guy do everything. In, in a way, not full sex, but it was definitely very sexual, with deep French kissing, boob sucking, you know, oral, and it was like give me this, this 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 feeling. It was like, what are we living? Are we really living this truth of being strong woman if we cannot stand in our own sexuality if we must deny it and hide it? But we are all doing the same thing. But you know, somehow full service is still seen as less. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but in the, the the truth of it is, in the heart of the session, a lot of different things can happen. Doesn't mean it always happen, but a lot of different things can happen because it is sexual.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think yes. Yeah it's not it's definitely not as black and white as people definitely think not. it is like I've done yes I've I've done duos with all sorts of doms and mm-hmm. there's a whole range there's a whole spectrum of how sensual how sexual the sessions get and even I've had yep. clients be like oh my god when you like even touched my dick with your hand I was like oh my god uh a dom is not supposed to do this I'm like well no, why the fuck not I'm the one who's in charge yeah
1: exactly <laughs> you know that's, that's the that's That's the lesson I was given. You're not even supposed to touch without at least putting a glove on. And it's just...
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) or just with a toy or just with an Mm -hmm. implement. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I've done a range where I'm like, I've kind of either, I've kind of experienced the same thing where I'm like, oh, you do that. Oh, cool.
1: Like, and I'm <laughs> yes, not doing it yes. in a
0: shameful or judgy way, but I've been surprised in a session by another Dom I'm topping with doing something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Do- get it.
1: Like, same, same get it, girl. Yeah. At the time, it was like, I was so young stepping into the scene, so it was more shocked. It definitely was not judgment, but it was definitely more shocked than anything else. It was like, oh, wow, this is exactly what you told me not to do.
0: Yes. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Like, that's, yeah, and that's like perpetuating kind of this idea Mm -hmm. that Dom shouldn't be sexual.
1: Yeah. We upholding the system that's basically oppressing us. (laughs)
0: When we're so when femme dom is supposed to be a space we can exist where we can literally we create our own rules. There you have it. So if we're yes. maintaining, you know, this idea that for a woman to be powerful she can't receive penetration, for example. Like this whole idea that two that certain certain sexual acts inherently are either dominant or submissive, like penetration, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Which is why pegging is a kink rather than just sex because of the layers on it the misogynistic layers on it
1: of men exactly
0: aren't supposed to receive you know uh, penetration because that takes power that's away that's feminine from you. it's feminine yeah because
1: yes that's that's the word that's the thing at the end of the day penetration is looked down on because it's associated with femininity and to have all this stigma around being penetrated When you look at a domination porn, a male dom fucking a female sub is not seen as losing any domination points, right? (laughs) It's about being penetrated. It's not about fucking at all. It's not about sex. It's about penetration and penetration that's equal, that has been equal to femininity. So you basically, in that space, you're telling me that if I let myself Be penetrated, then I'm become a woman, and to be a woman is to be less. That's that's,
0: that's, That's the roots of it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so true. And I think that in a lot of ways, when you really look at a lot of kinks, they are like misogynistic in nature, aren't they?
1: And extremely so.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important that as as the tops and as the DOMS that facilitate these types of situations, we are Mm -hmm. trying to be aware of what we're facilitating here. Because unfortunately, why our job exists a lot of the times is because men like submissive men, submissive cis Mm -hmm. gendered men, don't feel comfortable to be open about being submissive because it's not, um, it's, okay. unmanly. it's unmanly. It's not okay. It's mm-hmm. weak. It's, you mm-hmm. know, so we as the facilitators of these types of sessions need to like flip that on its head.
1: Power exchange. That's, that's what attracted me to this. That's where we can flip it on. Z. That's when we, to me, domination is not about acts. I don't really have a specific pet, fetish, but I do have a control phase. This is this is what my my this is my sweet spot. Yeah. You know, to for me it's about power exchange. That's why I don't enjoy um male DOMS in any shape or form with female submissives. Because to me there is no power exchange there. Yeah, that's, that's, just, not um, yeah. that's not subversive. That's not subversive. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is the norm. This is everyday life. I don't want it in my little escape corner in my little fantasy world. Yeah. I want You know, I want the world to be upside down when I'm in this zone. So I don't want to be, you know, a black woman, an immigrant, you know, a cisgender, cis being the privileged and lucky part of that, of of, of those labels. Mm -hmm. But I want to be an all-powerful human who has another human under her control. And I don't want to divorce any part of me to feel powerful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. Honestly, I don't, I don't know if, if enough people applaud you for bringing those two worlds together. Because, and I and I don't think a lot of people who are not sex workers, they don't realize how taboo, the nuances. Yeah, the, ta- the <laughs> yes. nuances of it, and how like how a big how big a decision that actually is in the yes, sex work yes. world.
1: I was ready to lose money over this, to lose quite a lot of clients.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who didn't yeah. see you as like a real dom? Hmm. Hmm.
1: I I was worried about current regulars, which is you know regulars is 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 a lot of our, of our base. Yeah. So I was I was you know afraid of losing um some of those uh not just for the financial aspect of it but for the feelings that you get you get invested when you have a long-term sub someone who's been serving you for over a decade wow. i have yeah, subs who've been serving me since you know 2010 so i was worrying about losing those and as it turns out if i lost someone i didn't even notice <laughs> <laughs>
0: worried for nothing yeah I stressed myself all out for no reason yeah (laughs) I'm happy to hear that because yeah that that for sure would be a fear of mine like that's something that I try to do in my personal life I'm a switch I don't do submissive services professionally but I Mm -hmm. do want people to know that I'm a switch and I, you know, that was some, that was a conversation I kind of had to uh, have with Breach. myself. Yeah, surrounding okay. like, am I going to let people know that I'm actually switchy?
1: Ah, that is another a stigma in the scene.
0: There you go. Yeah, because yes. I'm like, well, I'm a I'm a kink educator, so I want to teach on that side of the slash. I want to talk about mm-hmm. uh, about it my makes switchiness. Sense, actually. You know, yeah. and, and to me, I think that adds to why I'm such a great dom and such a great professional dom. But that's the thing of like, people may not exactly see it that way. People will be like, oh, so you're not a real dom.
1: You yes, know? yes. It's and it, for me, it's just it's all about energy. If if this is the zone that you're in, if this is the energy you're exuding, yeah. then the rest is just not a part of you, not a facet of you, right?
0: Yeah, I I think I really just like, with when I talk about domination, that's, that's the main Mm -hmm. thing that I want to communicate to people is like to find your authentic voice. And that can look literally like however you want to custom cater it to look like, don't let you define you know, what your dominant voice looks like. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't imprison yourself. Mm -hmm.
0: There you go. Yes,
1: that sounds beautiful. What you think versus you know, what you actually feel and what to express.
0: Yeah. And like what you see out there, like it's always nice to see examples of yourself and be like, oh, yeah, that I identify with that. But it's like you Mm -hmm. can pick and choose the things that you're inspired by and that hit with you. You don't have to choose just one thing and be like, oh, I only have to do that one thing, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's and also I learned it. It's okay to to switch your position. You know, after a decade in the scene,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's a great point too. so you did pro dom work with not doing full service for a long time, and then made the switch. Yeah, so what? So yeah. what was the reception to that? Do you think seeing you kind of change your branding in that way?
1: Um, first of all, my branding is—I feel like it's still in, in it's still in motion. You know, I, I go through phases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still go through phases. I, I started doing this in um, August 2019. Mm -hmm. 2020 didn't happen so we are currently in february of the year after 2019 (laughs) i got back to it So it's pretty new still. Yeah. Very new. About six months altogether. Yeah. So um, I still, you know, I still struggle looking at pictures because I had to do new photo shoots and I had to learn to pose in new ways. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And all of that. And, you know, there's a process and I, I still do this thing where I get feedback from um Clients who actually booked me, I would say, which picture was it that catch your eye? So oh, I do like a little compile. That's
0: so smart of you to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: market research. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. That's so smart of you, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: To this day, it's like I take all in all strictly, strictly GFE clients. I have had one, literally one. All right. And no, the rest actually-
0: want the DGFE
1: yes it's always always cgfe i went to um calgary recently i went to vancouver and it was the same thing they always and it shows so many guys really want to explore this they've never actually seen a real dom mm-hmm. but um they want to explore they're just afraid
0: and seeing the girlfriend matrix, it's like that's the um <laughs> that's the point for them to connect with you they're like oh yeah It's like, um, you know, a step towards whatever, like it's a non-intimidating version of what I want.
1: It is. And And one of the, yeah, one of the most rewarding, this rewarding thing with this has been actually the reception within the scene. Like I said, if I lost someone, I didn't notice. And that applies to Dom's within the scene also. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Yes, I have had quite a warm reception. I am um, funny. Um, back in 2014, perhaps, I was shown at a party in Los Angeles, a lifestyle, par- lifestyle party, mm-hmm. because uh, at the time I started doing um, full toilet training, which is another taboo, another yeah. layer in the scene. So I was shown at a party. It was a lifestyle really, party, really? and they're like, she's a pro mm-hmm. dumb. She does what, and you know, just like just very mean girl oh, cafeteria no. school type of thing. Yes, so I always felt like I have been on the fringe of this, yeah. on this of this world for many reasons. And so, one more taboo wasn't that that hard for me. <laughs> I am <have> the queen <laughs> of taboos. It feels comfortable <laughs> for you, yeah. <laughs> It's my zone. I enjoy it, to be honest. Even my kinks.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to just keep pushing that envelope. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. I love so, that. Where do yeah. you source that? Where do you source that like confidence to do that? Where does that come from?
1: Oh my gosh. That came from I think because I have always been different, even as a child growing yeah. up. I, I have always had to stay in my my ground i'm a very quiet person quite introverted and people can tend to try to mow you down so i felt like i had to stand my ground a lot growing up yeah. so it just continued <laughs> i would walk in a room and i'd be like hi i am mystique i am a pro-dom and also a full-service escort i make sure to use the term that is the taboo one not companion that you know <laughs> escort <laughs>
0: I love that. Honestly, I hear like, I so hear the opposite. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with other sex workers who are trying Mm -hmm. to, who are really, uh, conflicted about kind of, um, navigating that territory of Mm -hmm. like what, you know, what I need to be doing, like for my branding, for my, um, Mm -hmm. And the thing that you mentioned about like, you know, judgment from peers, um, you know, getting shunned at a party because, you know, you you facilitate certain kinks or you um, Mm -hmm. are doing full service like those are very real fears for people and and. I think that more exactly. people. I think that more, yeah, and and rightly so because there's a lot of risk involved, right? Both for yes. losing clients, like a lot you mentioned. To lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to lose. Yeah, so I feel like a lot more people do kind of push these boundaries, but they don't do it quite as openly as you. Yes, as you do. Yes, yeah. that's
1: why I chose to do it openly. I Good feel like you. the more you know, yes, the the less taboo it becomes. I, if I, if only one person saw this and decide to truly embrace who they are i I would be very 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 happy just thinking that uh, that and the reception has been where some Doms um would tell me oh my gosh I've thought about doing it and I'm so yeah. afraid I you know I'm so so proud of you and that really really makes me feel super super good it really validates it's one thing to stand in your truth but we are still you know we are still social we are still community driven I think BTSM is definitely the scene where you feel you find people who are the most community driven so you still want to feel like you are not standing alone and to have all the women you know in the scene full dumb actually say those things to me it's not just because like dom is superior it's because i know what the culture is and for them to be able to stand in public and say it to me while other people are present is really very very rewarding
0: yeah i'm glad you've had those experiences too because um Thank you. you know if you haven't i was gonna be like you're a fucking <laughs> like i was gonna say it <laughs> if you haven't been told it yet like i i fucking love it um, and and everything you do, you're doing, and just being open, and and just so uh, shame free about it.
1: That's that's the goal. I am I, I am I chose BDSM because I always felt like if you were gonna be weird, this was the place to be weird <laughs> with or a weirdo, you know. Yeah, and isn't it kind
0: of <laughs> fucked up that even in a space like that? right people will look at some of the kinks you mm. facilitate and go ew it's like what we yes. why why are you and I here because we're fucking yeah. weirdos we're freaks yeah. okay yeah. so now you're going to call me a freak in my freaky space like it's yeah. it's contradictory what? you know what i mean Very. like for kinksters to be kink shaming other kinksters it's like what exactly what? it's like what? yeah
1: Oh my gosh, the thing we forget about is that one of the tenets of BDSM that should be uphold by all is do no harm. Oh. Like it's it's about safe, sane and consensual. Yeah. So if I, if me and my partner are safe, sane and consensual, me and you have nothing to talk about. <laughs> it's that's so all true. there is to it. That's it. Yeah. yeah.
0: End of conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, though, like I've done um, I've done duos with full service providers like who are mm. who maybe they do, they haven't like merged their two kind of identities with you. Right. But like they're kinky people, maybe in their personal life and mm-hmm. full service girlfriend experience uh, professionals. So anytime I get the opportunity where I've done a duo with somebody that does full service, suddenly I'm like, oh my God, this opens up so many things we can do. Like, I I instantly get so excited about all the new things we can do now that we have a mouth available, a squirter available, a pussy available. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh "Oh my God, let's fucking do everything. Like, so I can just imagine the excitement in suddenly opening up that door to do sexual services within your dom services
1: it's it's absolutely amazing it's like in my real life i did guys who lean submissive but not the all the submissive guys i know truly fully submissive are from my work and i don't date clients so i have always ended up dating guys i meet in vanilla life who would tell me they are submissive and want to explore but it's more of a I like you. So I will say whatever you need to hear. Yes. Right. So (laughs) I, (laughs) I never had the, you know what I mean? I've never had the partner of my heart really in a truly fully sexual moment. Mm -hmm. And it's within this work by being a girlfriend district that I feel like I'm truly having the full sexual experience. I felt like I could reach, but have never been able to reach. And yeah, it's it's teaching me a lot about intimacy.
0: Yeah, I imagine like the full experience that you crave that you truly crave. Yes. yes. Yeah. Good for you for getting that for yourself. <laughs> um,
1: Exploration and the discovery.
0: Do you find that there's a difference like in your clientele between like the kinds of people you generally see as a DOM without doing full service and then and then now? Is there a difference that you've noticed?
1: Yes, yes, definitely. The difference is that now, even in my dom I only get what I would refer to as central domination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't get anyone contacting me for you know extreme discipline or pain or power busting. Even though I do do those things, even though I do enjoy them, mm-hmm. but I have not had requests for them in a long time. Now my requests are centered around you know golden shower, ice worship, faith worship, you know mommy role play that's yeah. a new one also yeah, it's a fun <laughs> one yes. Too. Yeah. yes i love <laughs> that one absolutely love it so my my domains have definitely shifted and my clientele is younger, but I think that might has also to do with my uh, my age. I think I had tweeted about it, and you responded. Was That's just what i going to think say about right now. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay. I was just going to say that.
0: Yeah, um, because you mentioned that when you were younger, you would typically get like mm-hmm. a younger in the industry. You would typically get an older clientele, and then now that you're a little older in the industry, you tend to get younger people.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And for me, I'm like, I feel like I just have that look that I just, like, people don't really know how old I am. Like, and anytime I've told a client my age, they're like, surprised, because I'm almost 40, but I think I look very young. I've always looked young you my whole life. I definitely
1: don't young. look almost 40. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh <laughs> yeah right like it's surprising when i when i usually tell i'm people, looking like, at your that. pictures
1: right now like
0: yeah i uh, so and i i mean i've always looked young when i like you know any job pe- that i've had people are like oh, like you're in charge you're the one in charge you're the manager like giving me flack about that so you know it, it's continuing into my older now it now it works to my advantage because i actually do want to look a little younger because i am getting a little older <laughs>
1: But finally, yeah, with yeah. spots exactly
0: where it's finally <laughs> paying off. I've hated it my whole life, trust me, but now uh, it's finally fine. um but that's interesting pattern that you noticed that I, for that reason, have never noticed because people just don't know mm, how old I am, but yeah, why do you think that is um a pattern generally that that has happened?
1: um I think it also has to do with my body type, mm-hmm. My body type is that, you know, Vixen hourglass shape, which is very prominent in social media and pop culture right now. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that attracts the younger generation's eyes, I think. Yeah. And maybe me mentioning mommy fetishes and yep. male. <laughs> those <laughs> things, those words really work for them. <laughs>
0: And I think you also publicly do say your age, which is something you mentioned to me when we were kind of taking back and forth, which is something most uh, sex workers don't do. They kind of keep it mysterious or they just lie younger, you know?
1: Yes. Usually they go younger.
0: Yes, exactly. Which is not something you do. So yet again, breaking the, breaking
1: the molds, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I've I've always been happy where I was at. So when I was younger, Mm -hmm i had the clients who wanted the younger dumb doing the older guy and it looks so taboo Yes, it was super enjoyable so i enjoyed that and then when i was in my mid-20s i was very happy to say i have been in the scene for five plus years yeah so the only way that would make sense would be to say my real age or go older there you go (laughs) right so that's where i've been for the past few years
0: Oh, amazing I've had so much fun talking to you I know this we're going to wrap it up a little quicker than usual but I mean I'll, I'll just have to have you back on the pod I mean open invitation to you I to come back but I wouldn't <laughs> want to keep your client waiting so can you tell the people where they can like find and follow you on social media and where they can book you and give you money
1: yes <laughs> my favorite words <laughs> <laughs> so on Twitter I am I want to Mystique M Y S T I Q U E. One word. So if you type I want Mystique, I will pop up in a lot of places. Um, <laughs> including Snapchat, including Fit Life, and um, on Instagram Instagram, <laughs> on Instagram I am girlfriendatrix. It's girlfriend Matrix, but we the I in girl. G-R-L- f-r-e-i-n-d-n-a-t-r-i-x and my website is i meet (laughs) mystic hopefully that's not too much was quite a mouthful there but yeah
0: this has been so lovely talking to you today and meeting you for the first time
1: (laughs) yes that was very very enjoyable
0: get fucked everybody bye (laughs) i love that (laughs) Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto check out their etsy shop at lovecrafter's toys. comeasyouare.com is a trans-owned trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code bedpost, that's B E D P O S T when checking out at comeasyouare.com. And it's not even 40 minutes yet, so you're probably thinking, what the hell is she gonna do next? (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe you have not noticed that this uh, ended a little short. But if you have, um, and I mean also if you haven't, I thought that I would fill the remainder of the hour with a bedpost Patreon preview. So usually my Patreon episodes are a little 30-minute solo episodes just with me talking about my personal life as a polyamorous scale and then also sometimes it's my professional life as a dominatrice. Dominatrix and i'm not going to put a full episode but i will but i will put um you know maybe i'll give you like 20 minutes of one let me actually let me tell you where you can find it patreon.com slash the bedpost show that's right everybody there are these 30 minute solo mini episodes there are pictures and videos of a sexy nature there is audio erotica original originally written by myself, and then narrated by myself too, obviously. It's a one-woman show over here. So yes, patreon.com slash The Bedpost Show, if you like what you're going to hear next. Without further ado, here's your preview. So, okay, let me tell you about these, these sessions. So number one was the person that I had no idea who they were and they're just like a client showing up for an in-person session as per pre-COVID normal and he was adorable I was a little worried about like the mask thing that was something that was kind of an added stress I'm like what if people try to like fight me on it blah 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 but this first person right away was already in their mask and never said anything about it you know what I mean so open the door he's wearing a mask I'm like Fantastic! come on in and there's like a hand sanitizer at the door he went like right for that um without you know again without ha- me having to ask so I was like oh already this is making me feel so much better because I had stress surrounding you know potential conflicts surrounding like the new kind of COVID regulations so had them do their temperature as well that was all fine. They were like, yep, yep, yep. No worries. No problem. And, um, so welcome the men. They (laughs) immediately said, like when we sat down to chat before the sessions, they were like, I'm very (laughs) nervous, very nervous, (laughs) which is cute. And I love that. And they were nervous because they hadn't seen a pro before. And I mean, also didn't really have much experience practicing their kink with another partner. Like it's mostly been a thing. Uh, where they watch videos. Uh, you know, they're sitting in their office chair watching a screen. That's the way they've had access to this kink. So he was nervous and I was like, no worries. I'm great with new people. I love new people that are new to kink. We'll just keep talking to each other and checking in and blah, blah, blah. And it's okay to like, not have the answers for this, these questions, but I like, you know, tried to ask him a few questions about his kink, which was like trampling, stomping, kicking, um, specifically on his stomach, actually face a little bit. Um, I also did chest stuff just cause you know, it's in the general area it's between <laughs> the face and the stomach. So, um, I was like, we'll start low and slow. He's like, literally, I don't even know what this feels like in, in person, but I've had this fantasy like my whole life. So that's kind of, it's kind of exciting, right? I felt like I love being that person. I'm like, you have come to the right place. You know, I I just feel, I felt kind of like, like, like just kind of honored to be the person. I love popping people's cherries, basically. I'm like, I'm patient. (laughs) That's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just a straight up why. let's put it this way in sessions with clients i'm patient um i'm warm i'm communicative um i may be none of those things out of session but it doesn't matter um <laughs> right now i'm talking about in sessions lady pym in a session and so i was like okay great let's get you on the bondage bed because it's like a soft surface um and then I was thinking you know we could work up to maybe maybe being on the carpet on the floor or a mat on the floor and then hardwood maybe you know be on the rough floor and do this so I was just like starting in the bed with like putting pressure on his chest his stomach on his face a little bit like standing over him I started with bare feet Um, he did eventually, he was kind of interested in me having my boots on maybe a bit later. So again, another thing that I was like, okay, I could put on my boots halfway through or whatever. So he was adorable and, um, just reacting, which is the thing that I love, like reacting a lot. And also he was just very funny. He was just cute and funny. Like we were laughing a lot, which is my favorite thing, like after this session, I was like, oh man, like I didn't like realize how much I missed in person sessions, but like, I really love them. And I think I forgot I was, cause I, I don't know how eager I was to get back. I was like, I'm good with online. I'm good. I'm good. But damn, there's something about it. Like it's so joyful. It felt so joyful to do this session with this person like he was a lovely freaking human being we were just playing we both were just having fun it was like the perfect session to get back to work too especially when I had you know he was nervous I was nervous you know so it was perfect and good for him I mean I was kicking him in the stomach, I put my boots on, I was stepping on his face, I was stepping on his stomach. We went from the bed to the floor, like on the carpet a bit. I got him in like the queening chair uh, for a little bit, stepping on him, and then we tried like just a little bit of jumping on his stomach, like where I was on a stool, he was on the ground, and then I would like jump directly onto his stomach. And he did well. Like he was, you know, he was uh <laughs> he was like, Woo, that's a lot harder, you know, than than me sitting watching a screen <laughs> and he's and it's funny, like parts of the the narrative of the scene was like, you know, trying to get him to respect what the people in the video are doing. Like you know, you in the comfort of your home are watching the video being like, kick them harder, kick them harder. You know, (laughs) meanwhile, it's like, this is what you're asking. And like, so that was kind of part of it. And, uh, oh my God. And then, and then he tells me, uh, he's like, how old do you think I am? I'm like, "I, I don't know In my head. I was like, maybe late twenties. I I wasn't sure. I didn't say anything. He's like, I'm 19. I was like, whoa, what? (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, what? Like this guy looked a lot older. So we had a little conversation about that. Um, and just how amazing that is for somebody that young to like go out of your box, like go take this leap of faith to go see a dominatrix, I was like, oh my god, big pass on the back to you. But oh my god, he did not look 19. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so it was great. So I, I left, like when he left that session, I was feeling so fucking good. So my second session was with somebody that I had corresponded quite a bit during um, the pandemic. I mean... It's still, we're still during the pandemic, but like from March to now. So I knew this person a little bit uh, via the interwebs. And this was one where they were like, I'm a switch and I don't know what I want to do. So like that was basically the information I had. So I was like, okay, cool. And, And by the way, I'm like totally cool to work like that. I actually prefer it just for us to kind of like figure things out. Like if you really don't know, then you can't tell me. So that's, and that's fine. So I was really excited to meet this person though, because we had been corresponding a lot and I didn't even have a picture of this person. So I didn't know what they look like or anything. So I was like, I want to put a face to the name, you know? So they showed up again, wearing a mask, love it. And I was just so pleased to meet this person. I was like, Oh my God, you're adorable. Uh, love this person right away and immediate rapport which was fantastic and um, you know just still had that conversation that was like hey you know we'll just play if you're cool with that and he was like yeah I'm cool with that and our personalities I think got just got along really well like we played off of each other Really, really well. <laughs> I have moments where uh, he, he was just, like, looking at me and was like, do you want to hurt this face? Come on, please, Lady Pim. Like, <laughs> think about what you're going to do next. Look at my puppy dog eyes. Like, just, oh, my God. So funny. I wanted to, I legitimately wanted to <laughs> just, like, torture this person. It's so great. Like, I immediately got this vibe what was the vibe exactly okay kind of like kind of like a little bratty and like kind of like i knew this person was a switch right and this is like one of the first times they've really done a full scene where they're like subbing so i think i had in my head where i was like oh i'm gonna like break this person (laughs) because like they're dominant you know what i mean (laughs) And I just had this vibe like, okay, here's the vibe that he was like a little devil. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, this is going to be fun, right? And he was so fun. Just like the reactions and stuff was just so hilarious. We did a bunch of impact and then did a bunch of like other kind of pinchy types of pain play, like got out clamps, got out clothespins, got out like clothespin zipper I did and he was just so funny. Oh my God, his reactions to everything. I had him like tied up on on the cross. And then we ended that scene with like over the knee uh, impact. Uh, oh, I did flogging. I did like a lot of different implements because we we're kind of saying like uh, that he wants to experience a bunch of different types of sensation. Thinking back, I could have offered more different types of sensation but again nothing was planned and I was just like going with it and I just got the instinct to like keep doing impact like he was suffering and I was just like let's keep going you know (laughs) so like rather than switch it up I was like oh no this is getting reaction so like let's let's continue (laughs) so I hope he didn't feel like we didn't do enough Varied types of kinks And stuff like for instance like I could have thrown in trampling In there you know Anything really but we, we did Mostly like pinchy Stuff impact play This was also a two hour session Which was really nice So um oh tickling Oh my god okay Halfway through the session I realized He was ticklish like really ticklish <laughs> oh my god that was such a fun part of it realizing he was ticklish that's like my favorite thing so funny that's just like something so sadistic to do to someone like oh (laughs) while they're tied up oh my god it's great so like every time like I'd be like tickling him and then he'd kind of squirm. So he's trying to like turn out of where he was tied up. So when he'd turn, I would just like smack him in the ass <laughs> to like get him to go back. It was just very fun. Oh my God. And then, um, I was very impressed and surprised actually. Cause like I gave him quite a lot, especially for like one of the first times that he's really playing with the, with like impact. I got him to a real like pleasure place with the strap. So I ended it with like over the knee with the strap basically. And I was like, Oh, these are pleasure sounds I'm hearing like two hours in or like almost two hours into like a lot of impact. I was suddenly getting like pleasure noises. And like, he dropped into like this clearly dropped into like this real pleasure place. So I was like, Oh yeah, let's do this. And that's kind of how we ended it. So all in all, I was like, so, so pleased with that session. So pleased to finally meet that person and play with them. And, um, you know, cause it was kind of like, Ooh, I hope that this person I've corresponded with, I hope, I hope they end up, I hope it ends up being cool, you know, like, cause me, you know, it's, not you don't always get the same vibe from a person doing online stuff or texting versus meeting them like when you meet a person, you know right away if you're if you like them or not essentially or I do anyway, so I was a little nervous that that might happen where I was like, "Ooh, I meet this person that I've been corresponding with and and I suddenly get mm, I get like a weird vibe from them uh that did not happen whatsoever." Uh, so fun, and again, like, just so joyful, like, yeah, after this scene, I was like, damn, I just, I miss this, I really miss this, and then, so between these sessions, I opened up the back door, and just, like, sat outside for a little bit, just to, like, get some fresh air at this point, and had some snacks, it was really lovely, it was, like, a beautiful day, like, a beautiful kind of warm fall day. Sun was setting too. So it was like getting a little cool. So I was just like sitting on that back stoop just chilling. Um which was a nice little break before my last session, which was a lovely uh trans man that I have seen several times kind of like along their transition, which has been lovely to be a part of that. Um, and to witness that. And I basically, I didn't need to prep for this session too much because I've, I think we've had three before. This is also a very young person. I think at this point when they first booked me, they were 19, like freshly 19, I think. So, you know, there may be 20 or 21 at this point, but it was very interesting to see him again because there are like noticeable changes specifically like to his voice that was a big change he said that he had been on hrt for eight months i think so you know that that's creating some pretty big body changes so i i didn't need to prepare because i like knew what was up i was like okay you like impact you like specifically over the knee and you like strap on play uh still into those things (laughs) and he was like uh yes (laughs) very much and this person is lovely, like a sweet, a sweet, cute baby angel. And he is like pretty quiet actually during scenes, but I mean, keeps coming back. So clearly he's enjoying. And I ask and, and he says, yes, you know, but during a scene, there's not that like banter thing happening, but you know, he's experiencing in his way and, um, It was lovely. I mean, I love being a part of their life. I love that they feel safe coming to me with their kinks and in their two authentic selves. That's like really heartwarming to me. He also said, oh, something different uh, than he mentioned was like my fat distribution is changing. So I'm finding that like actually my pain tolerance is a little different specifically like for stuff on my butt, like impact on my butt. Uh, And I was like, okay, so we will like start from scratch, basically, with that, you know, start low and slow, all that kind of stuff. And then same thing, he was like, uh, genitals are kind of like a little different too. like, I'm actually getting like less sensitivity there. So I had already, I already had the magic wand like there, (laughs) ready, at the ready. And he was like, yeah, so what the one thing that like does it for me right now is like, if you have a magic wand, I was like, already have it out. <laughs> so good. And um, yeah, so basically, I was like, I'll give you and, and I was like, when's the last time you've done impact? And he was like, to myself, but also, like with a partner, he was like, I was gonna have a date and then COVID happened. So probably not. Uh, like the last time we saw each other was, which was pre-COVID, so long time. So I was like, okay, I'll give you a really nice warm up, and then we'll uh, go from there. And I did. I gave a really nice warm up. That was really lovely. And um, he was fine. He didn't like. I don't. I don't. I didn't notice a difference in how much impact he could take. Um, because I gave it to him pretty good, pretty good, especially like with this flogger. There was like a new flogger there, which I love. It was like a little short ass flogger. Like I love a short implement. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I need more practice with longer things, but there was like this little short, thick flogger there. And I was so into it. So I was using that quite a lot. I was like, oh, this is my favorite flogger for sure now. And, um, we did over the knee, And then we did strap-on play, which was lovely. And um, yeah, like one thing I, like we did some impact and then I got the wand and I was like, okay, hold this on yourself. We did more impact with the wand held there. And then, and then I got them also to hold the wand themselves, which is something I do like, you know, for, for folks that communicate to me that they have a little, they're having a little trouble orgasming possibly. So I'm like, okay, well, you you hold the wand. So you're in control of that. And you're doing what you need to do with the wand, which is something, you know, even for myself, I find helpful if I'm holding the vibrator. So did that and then did strap on play. I, I got them in a couple positions. And then he was like, is it okay if we switch a position? Like it will be easier for me if I get on my back. I was like, definitely. Yes, it was a more difficult position for me to for me to maneuver and thrust but I was like I will do it I will do it for you (laughs) and actually I cheated a little bit I got my hand in there because I couldn't get my hips quite going in that way so yes I was using my hips I didn't completely cheat but also I cheated a little bit I got my hand in there to kind of maneuver the dildo a little bit as well. And then, Hey, orgasm happened. Yay. Hooray. And he was feeling fantastic and, um, relaxed and like, uh, I needed that, you know? So that was really great. And, um, on the way out, um, this person, sometimes I have trouble getting this person out. Like they hang around a lot, but this time they were pretty good. I think I got them out 10 minutes late, which for this client, is really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I should end it there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And thank you so much for donating to the Patreon. I put a lot of hours into the podcast. So I really appreciate receiving uh, compensation for my work. And there should be some really fun episodes coming up i'm gonna go to josh's place so i'm sure i'll talk about more sexy shit that i do there i have a couple more in-person sessions happening and um yeah who knows what else might might happen i've probably put up some cool content for you probably (laughs) probably put up something cool great erin good (laughs) anyways we'll see you next time on the bedpost patreon love you guys bye